Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. <laughs> that is my husband. And we created this podcast just to really normalize that all couples go through difficult periods, to share stories, share clinicians at our center's wisdom, and just really helping build resources to help couples navigate a healthy relationship because we don't learn these things. (laughs) And just normalizing that we're not supposed to just communicate in this great way. It takes skills to learn these things and So today's going to be a little different because we're going to do a little personal sharing. Well, we always do that, but... When we started working together in this capacity, we'd both been therapists for a while. One of the things was Tara and I co-facilitated sessions with couples. We still do now, but we don't do it quite as much as we did at the very beginning. And one of the things that couples really liked was that we would appropriately share challenges we were facing that they might relate to and sort of normalize them struggling, but also show them, you know, how we do it. And so- Yes, they just felt so connected that we are imperfect and it kind of just like made them feel safe. And and then we could kind of talk about our dynamics, which we can relate to many of the dynamics that our couples come in with and say, this is how we got through it and it actually freaking works. Absolutely. And so- (laughs) Most of the time. (laughs) So today we thought we would do sort of like a case study of a difficult moment that we worked through last week. It's a case study of us. (laughs) And so what I like about what we're going to talk about is the fact that oftentimes couples will say like, hey, we got into an argument and we just didn't even see it coming. It was out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. So can I I set the table for kind of what was going on? Uh, Yes. Okay. I shall be prepared. Okay. So we record our podcast on Fridays. We try to record two at a time. Yes. And it's a little like pack, you know, we're just like normal people with, uh, with family, you know, kids and busy lives. And so Fridays can feel a little bit hectic because, you know, we get the kids up and get them going and I take them to school and Tara's got to get ready. Come back, shower within 20 minutes, get here, try to finish by 1045 AM so we can see couples all day. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) And so, so last week, uh, last Friday, we had planned on recording two episodes. And one was It Gets Real Quick that came out a few weeks ago, and then one on forgiveness. And so we did It Gets Real Quick. And it was it was a fun podcast. It was just the two of us. We can find it, kind of find that flow. Yeah, I would say a main theme was like resentment. Yeah. and But it was fun, right? Like we were having it a good a time. It was a great podcast. It was a good podcast. And so we finished, and I have a little bit of a switch over that I have to do where I'm, you know, closing down the the old sound files and I'm creating a new file for the for the next one and I'm doing that. And meanwhile, you know, normal I was, stuff. I was sending an email out to all of our staff. Oh, about who wants to be on upcoming podcasts. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, hey guys, who wants to be on upcoming podcasts? We're trying to plan for the next two months. Just let us know. So we're just each kind of doing our own thing. We just had a great experience. The morning's going good. And then Tara looked to me and she asked me something about that email, about the staff. No. Okay. This yeah, is the he me. said, she said. Yeah, okay. here we go. I started sending the email and you abruptly said, can you please not send that now? Yes. Do you remember now? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, 
I was more taken back, like, wait a second, because I'm in this headspace, like, oh, I'm trying to get clinicians on and build our little podcast schedule so I can be organized for the social media aspect. And then the way EJ, like, just, I kind of felt very shut down in that moment. And it trickled into holy many moments where yeah. I felt shut down in the relationship and I started crying. And so it was like this just abrupt shift in our energy. And Tara was quite upset with me. And it before we get into kind of like us, basically just from a systems point of view, it was it completely disrupted our flow. We didn't record. We did not. We had probably 20 minutes of or more of pretty difficult conversation. And oh, yeah. uh, and so it was tough. And it was something that we weren't prepared for. Mm. And it went sideways. And so I guess what we want to do is we want to help you understand what happens in those moments and how you can work through them because they happen for all of us, right? Yes. And it actually wasn't even about, well, it was about the tone or me feeling shut down, but then it opened up this whole floodgate of feelings and thoughts I've been having around EJ for the last like month that I didn't even know were freaking there. That's right. Now it's like, it's like all flooding yeah, back to me. Which was, I'm so happy it happened because I was like, oh my gosh, as soon as I got to share everything, which I know was really hard to hear, I was like, oh, I didn't even know it was so built up. So I'm always thankful. Hear this. It's going to feel like she's crazy. I am always thankful for my trigger moments because it helps me release stuck things that I don't even know have to be released. Right. So how do we want to go about this? Well, like, I, I mean, I think the first thing is to talk about is one thing we're doing differently in those moments that we used to really get derailed on is so there was the trigger, right? And we're just going to slow this down. Yes. There was the trigger that I heard something and then I spoke in a certain way. Yes. Right. And so that was my trigger. That was the trigger for Tara. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she had a reaction to the trigger, right? Mm -hmm. Which which was like, she had an emotional response that then she began to vocalize to me. Feelings, thoughts, behaviors. Yes. Now in the past, what I would do is I would spend a lot of time trying to like backtrack U-turn and tell her why she shouldn't be feeling that way because that wasn't my intent. That wasn't what I said. It wasn't what happened. And if I would have done that, then we would have really escalated. Yes. And that's what we've done over and over and over in, in, the, in past, the past, right? Now, here's the hard thing is the moment continued to be difficult. We'll talk more about, about where it went. The moment continued to be really difficult, but what I did was I listened. You know, I sat there and it was uncomfortable and I'm sure she could see on my face that I was struggling to not defend myself. I may have even made some attempts to defend myself, but I could tell that she was very activated and I had to sit back and listen and try my best to accept the emotional discomfort that she was in. Right. And I'm telling you guys, just like the resolution was amazing because we realized what we both have to do and be aware of that we didn't even know was there. Yes. Right? So, all right. So for me, okay, 
this is one of the tools, and we've talked about this before, emotional triage. And actually, Tara helped me here because I did, if I'm remembering correctly, I did begin to defend myself and I began to say like, look, I was just overwhelmed in that moment. I was setting up the sound program and then I started thinking about these other guests that I've already booked and then you were talking about booking. And then she was like, she looked at me and she said, I need you to hear that I'm feeling this, this, and this. I need, she told me what she needed me to say. Which for me was the clue of I need to start using some reflective communication. I need to, whatever she's saying, I need to let her know that I am hearing it versus sitting here in my head formulating my response or my rebuttal. Right. Because that's the normal pattern we usually fall into is we listen to the person, we're inside our head telling them why they're wrong or why they misperceived it or why it wasn't our intent or why we didn't do anything. And she reminded me, I need you to be the one to sit back and listen right now. Yes. And I took some deep breaths <laughs> and I started listening. Well, because if you didn't and you'd have been like, hey, like you shouldn't have taken that wrong. I was just like overwhelmed. Like I could care less. I have no compassion for you in that moment because I'm feeling shut down and I'm triggered. So again, the justifying, the trying to make excuses of the why and making it about you in that moment when I was the one feeling shut down, that's the part that feels really bad. So I'm really glad that you were able to kind of stay open-hearted. We say that a lot during that challenging time because it allowed me to go deeper, which I wouldn't have been able to gain the insights that I had had you not been that open heart. Yeah. So this is the thing, you guys, when you create that emotional safety, when you create that safe space, when someone can listen with their heart open, it gives the partner the ability to go deeper and understand That's where resolution comes from. If you're not able to go deeper, there's no freaking resolution, right? And it's one of the number one things our couples say is like, we don't know how to, we'd never have resolution. We just keep sweeping it under the rug, sweeping it under the rug, sweeping it under the rug. And then bam, it becomes this vicious cycle and both people feel powerless or hopeless in it. So- Well, and I think the other difficult thing for couples in this process is, and it's, it's difficult for me to practice it, is that like, Tara also was saying a lot of really difficult things about her feelings and perceptions of of me, but I couldn't in that moment really respond to any of it. And I think like couples have this natural drive where they want to, they want the resolution right now. And I've, I've learned to realize like the resolution to this conversation is not happening right now because she's saying some really difficult things that are, that are triggering for me. And she's just not in the space where she's going to be willing to hear it. Like, I just know, you know, she, she's not in that place right now. And also I had to do some processing around it because she was telling me some things about sort of the way I'm handling stress right now that were hard to hear. And I had to get away from her and think about it myself because I needed to get into a space because I knew eventually I had to go back to her hopefully with a little bit better timing. And you did. Yeah, I waited like two days. I think it was like Sunday. So this happened on Friday. And so basically what happened in the initial 
altercation is I sat back, I listened, I reflected, and I sort of stowed away like, okay, I got to think about this and then come back to her. I used just tons of reflective communication tactics. Like I hear yeah. that you're feeling, yeah. let me check. Are Is this your perception? Yeah, you clarified. Yeah, and I just, I tried to ask questions. I tried at times where I felt myself activated. I tried to also just be aware of somatically of my body mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm tensing up, take a couple breaths, relax your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. You can, you can yeah. handle this. Yeah, yeah. Here's the other difficult thing is she put it all out there and when it ended, we weren't totally better. No, I, and I had to leave for an appointment. Yeah, we had. But a, I felt, I felt relief. I was like, I had no idea that was all there. Well, there was relief also in the fact that it didn't blow up. Like it didn't. It was uncomfortable, but it really wasn't like an argument because we weren't fighting. Well, it was growing together, and I mean, the content part of it is not that important, even though couples think it is. You know, but it was like in that moment, I felt shut down. And, you know, I think my perception is that EJ has been very stressed out the last couple of months because, again, we have a lot going on. And I'm just like, I'm a very big energy person. Like, I love love. I love positive energy. I love calming energy. I love energetic energy. And I didn't know, like, I'm constantly seeing EJ, like, plugged into, like, payroll and this and that and and finances and and I see him also like you know he's being like super healthy he's meditating he's going on runs he's eating a whole foods diet and I'm like in my mind I'm like he's like worse he is more stressed out having this whole wholesome lifestyle than it was when we were just like whatever chilling out relaxing having some wine I was like it's not working like whatever he's doing is not working and then I started to feel trapped like oh my god I'm going to be in this like stressful place forever and and EJ's doing all of these like positive things to like manage stress and all I just see is that it's overwhelming and so then, right, I, I I go through all that and my negative core belief is like, I shouldn't be here. Like I'm in the wrong place. Like this is not okay for me. Like I'm, my energy cannot deal with this right now. And then, right, so that's a lot, right? To go to the very core place of like, I shouldn't be here. What if I'm in the wrong relationship? I can't handle this. That's significant, right? But I know that that just happens in these difficult moments. And what it kind of resolved into is like, I see EJ's stress because he's constantly plugged in. He doesn't tell me like, because he's a very internal person, like he keeps things to himself. He's like, Tara, I got to let you know, like if this was a year ago, he's like, here's what would be happening for me. He's like, I feel so much more present with my stress. Okay, well, great. I didn't know any of that because EJ doesn't tell me that he's handling stress better all I see is the outward part of it. So it came to this resolution where EJ like now checks in daily. He's like, I just want to let you know, like I'm doing okay today. And even though we have all this stuff going on, like I'm not going to internalize it. I'm not going to keep it inside. I'm going to let you know that I feel really good. And I'm like, thank you. Because my perception is like, oh my gosh, he's just stressed out all the time. And then we, he's short and terse with me. Like, what does that mean for our life? What does that mean for our relationship? And now he's like, He's letting me, I I guess I can't speak for you, but you're sharing now, not just the stress, right? Not just the perceived stress that I perceive, but you're sharing like 
how you really are shifting internally by making healthy choices. I just didn't know because I don't see it because I don't hear it. And because I didn't push back in that moment when we were in that difficult moment initially, I was able to see it in a more holistic way. Because if I would have responded in that moment, all I would have focused on was like, actually, Tara, I'm okay. I feel good. This is you, not me. I would have, I would have thrown, I would have thrown it back on her. I would have given you a call. Oh, and let me tell you, like that would have gone horrible, right? And so when I was able to step back for 24 hours and think more about it, what I came to was that, yes, I am feeling better in a lot of the ways in which I'm dealing with stress, but I'm probably not communicating it as well as I could. Yes. And or and at maybe all. even, you know, my next part was like, I need to be more expressive, not just of not feeling stress, but of feeling positive things. Yes. Of feeling hope. Yes. You know, and all those things. And and I wouldn't have got there if I didn't sit back. And so then I came back really like 48 hours it was, later. Yeah, it was the next day. It was Saturday. Yeah, I came back and I said, you know, look, is this now an okay time for me to tell you like sort of my process around that conversation yesterday? Mm-hmm. And I could hear it because he heard me and he didn't justify and it was awesome. Yeah. I feel more connected. I always say this, whenever we get into these moments and we're triggering each other and we have to do the work because we have to walk the walk because we talk the talk, that I always feel so much more connected to you. And that's the crazy thing. It's like, how do you, what do you mean like these fights or conflict make you feel closer? But when you can get through them in this way that feels like profound, I absolutely feel closer to you. I feel closer to you within two hours. It takes you a couple of days, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing we talk to couples about often is just like people's sort of like coming back and processing after difficult moments. They don't always line up perfectly. And you also have to be sort of patient for that. And so then also, I think what's important, at least for me in this difficult moment, was I walked out of it also sort of with an action plan for the next week, which was that like, I need to be aware of my stress. I need to communicate it. And then I also have to look for moments to express the positive, you know, and that's what I learned. So I could have learned coming out of that argument, wow, Tara's intolerant, she judges me. I could have just made it all about her, which I have no control over, or instead I could make it about, about okay, like how can I adjust and get better as a person mm-hmm. And therefore, maybe also become a better partner in the process. Yes. How about for you? What What did you get out of it? I got a very specific need that I needed from you. Like, EJ, it would mean a lot if you would let me in, right? Like, just let me in. I know that you're one to keep things to yourself and kind of crunch on it internally. But like, I don't know these things are happening for you. And I don't have this like crystal ball that's like, oh, EJ is managing his stress. Oh, he feels so much like, no clue. So the need is like, I need you to open up to me more. And I know that that's not your like innate way of doing things because you, you know, you kind of go internally, but it's really important for me to stay connected to you or I'm just going to start to assume that there's something negative or bad happening and I won't know how to make sense of it. Yeah. So that's what I got, a need. I expressed it in a way that I feel was hearable and you've been very receptive to it. And that's all we got guys, right? 
trying to express a need. And we're going to do this podcast too. Like, how do you express needs? How do you identify them and then express them in ways that your partner can hear? And then your partner has a chance to say yes or no, right? Hopefully it's yes, seven out of 10 times. That's great. That's when we have the opportunity like to have freedom and control in our relationship. But people express needs in very passive aggressive ways. And that's where couples shut down. So yeah, I think another just really big reframe too, also for couples is to begin to look at difficult moments with your partner as opportunities for growth. Yes. And I think we just look at them like many things like, you know, that if it's unpleasant, I don't like it. And I just want it to end and I want it to stop. And that's just not realistic. And that we're going to have difficult moments with our partner. But if we can create systems where they help us grow as individuals and as a couple, then we become more tolerant of them and we become more maneuverable in them. So yeah, so we really want to hear, did you guys relate to this? Can you empathize? Like, I hope this was helpful. Always wanting to hear people on our social media. Instagram is relationship underscore renovation. And our Facebook is at he said, she said counseling. And, you know, just know that we also have our relationship renovation at home program. It's for couples who maybe can't find that time to go to weekly therapy or maybe they can't afford it. And, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about on all of our podcasts, it's kind of incorporated into our relationship renovation at home. And again, it's our passion to just help couples try to grow deeper in their connection. And, you know, again, that one of the Signs we have out in our lobby is our partner is our greatest teacher. Just be patient, be patient for the, for the lesson. lessons. Yeah. So thank you, EJ, right, for well, being was... my partner in this lifetime and willing to go down to that basement with me and uh, uncover those duct tape boxes. Uh, let's open them up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys as always for listening. Uh, we appreciate you being, you know, members of our community and uh, and working on your individual wellness and learning to love your partner better. Yes. Yeah, so take care of yourself, take care of each other, and have a great week. Bye bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.